It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, good morning. It is time for Faith and Life to connect here on Rise FM and on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. I'm Scott here with the King of the Cranium. Tom Russell is in the house. Thank you. Doing much, much better. That's right. You're 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 jumping on that cane a little bit more. I am, and I, I, I'm feeling healthier. I'm getting stronger. I, there's actually periods of time throughout the day when I'm going without it. And swam yesterday. Really? I did. And then I got home last night after work and walked for 15 minutes. And, you know, you know me, goals of the day and to surpass, equal or surpass what I did last time. Well, I was able to. And praise the Lord. Oh, wow, that's great. Yes. Good stuff. Well, keep praying for Tom. Thank you. That's greatly appreciated. And as we head toward, uh, it's, it's end of April now. So we're heading toward May, which of course means Mother's <sighs> Day. Day. Oh, that's... Yes, and every guy in the within the sound of our voice just went. <gasps> oh, I should get her something for Mother's Day. <laughs> what am I gonna do? <sighs> so yeah, this is kind of your uh, your initial setup, your initial warning for right. uh, Mother's Day is coming. Yes, but uh, we're going to talk about honoring mom today uh, from Gary Thomas from Focus on the Family has a few thoughts, and we're going to run through those here in just a bit. But first, we turn Tom to God's word. Well, and Scott, let's do this. Moses wrote in Leviticus nineteen three. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. I am the Lord, your God. So definitely talking about we should revere them. But today, let's focus on mom. That is, I love that word revere. Right. Sounds, I mean, it's just high respect. Right. Sounds kind of King James to me. <laughs> it's actually ESV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. So, all right. So before we jump into this, Tom. What do, you, what do you think about just sharing maybe a mom memory? Why don't we do this? Our own, from our yeah. own moms and kind of right. maybe stir some memories up from those listening today. Right. Well, and I'll start, Scott. My mom, at the age of 90, passed away in Dallas. Well, I get a call from my siblings who live in Dallas, and they were like, if you want to see mom alive, you better get down here ASAP. And there was a window of opportunity because – there was an ice storm that was going to hit Dallas. Well, you know, some of the Sun Belt, if there's any kind of weather that's not sunny in 70, it shuts the whole city down. Oh, yeah. Well, praise the Lord, I was able to make it in that window of opportunity, and I got down to see my mom. I spent the weekend with her, got in on Friday. Right around Saturday, the doctor said that mom could probably hang in there maybe another week. And so, you know, I, I was thinking about it and I prayed about it and I told my siblings, I, I think maybe I'll go home for a few days and see some more patients and then I'll fly back down as we get closer. And, and they basically said to me, Tom, just say goodbye to mom now. 
You can do that. Well, she was that far along that maybe. So basically what happened was on Sunday, I had a half an hour with my mom all alone in a room, her hospital room, to say goodbye. No nurses came in, no doctors, none of those bloodthirsty... (laughs) (laughs) No vampires came in for another sample? Yes. And just to say goodbye to her. And I knew that when I walked out of that hospital room door, I'd never see my mom alive again. It was, I think I found new pores in my skin that could produce tears. Yeah. It was overwhelming. And so I had prearranged with my sister, she was going to take me to the airport. Well, it's a good thing. She saw me. I couldn't talk. I'm not so sure I was able to talk until we got to the airport and I could muster up enough to say goodbye. Yeah. Well, it was just pretty overpowering. Yeah. And Scott, how about you? Well, I'm very, I'm very fortunate. I still have my mom at the age of 83. And mom, I remember the ultimate housekeeper. Uh-huh. She is just always doing a masterful job of caring for the home. And when I was little, she would always get up before dad. Right. And she'd be cooking his breakfast at the stove. Well, I am not a morning person. Right. And that goes all the way back to the beginning with me. And I would stagger out of bed, and I'd stagger all bleary-eyed to the kitchen, and I would just fall onto my mom's leg and hold her. Okay. And she would just kind of tap me on the head and say, come on, it's time to wake up. I'll have your cereal in just a minute. Uh-huh. And she just finished cooking Dad's breakfast, and she'd drag me along. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she'd get Dad's breakfast around, and she'd call him for breakfast, and then she'd get my cereal out, and she'd okay, come on, mm-hmm. and drag me to the dining room table, and I'd eat my right sugar smacks or whatever it was. <laughs> and that's, you know, my, my mom was that ultimate housekeeper, ultimate care giver right. person oh, awesome so that's that's um yeah a different look at my mom mm-hmm. all right so we're going to dive into honoring mom and this is from gary thomas from focus on the family for focus on the family. for focus on the family yeah. okay he's an author right author speaker yeah. kind of guy yep he is i'm not that familiar with him right um but there's one thing the first thing he starts with is actually not about mom yeah he starts by picking on us now wait a minute that's right well and it shows our role and this is what's so important is that we need to model respect in front of our children to our wives because someone once said scott they will learn our children will learn from what they see so they're going to see how dad responds to mom we should show a good example so are you married to an invisible woman? This was one of Gary Thomas's points I thought was really good. Guys, are you married to an invisible woman? You may not think so, but does your wife think so? When your wife walks into the living room and says, hey, can someone please turn down the television? And no one responds. They don't, they don't respond at all. Or even acknowledges her comment. That's exactly what she feels like, an invisible person. It'd be like she'd say, hey, time for dinner. And nobody moves. She feels invisible. Can you pick up your book bag off the floor? No response. 
Can you throw your dirty clothes into the hamper instead of on the floor by the bed? Yes. Yeah. Those are examples of when she feels invisible. So your mom has something to say. You need to give her attention. But what if if we as husbands don't respond to our wives when they say, you know, turn down the TV? Because somebody please turn it down. If we don't respond, then what makes us think our children's going to respond? Because they learn what they see, not necessarily what they hear. Exactly. And so just think, if mom is valued there, or it's important that we turn it down, it's important that we come to dinner, she feels important. And this is, this is guys, one of those things that selective hearing right that we have right especially the football widows during football season right of which sherry is one right she knows if she comes down and a football game's on i i am basically zoned out she's gonna (laughs) she's gonna have to give me a denozo head slap upside the back of the head before i i hear a thing she says and that's wrong on my part well yeah but it's interesting too and, and that gets into the dynamics of marriage with our wives did not come from our planet, nor did we come from theirs. Praise exactly. the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> but the combination of the two, bringing the two together, is probably more evidence that it's a fallen and damaged world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those planets are actually going to be lining up, though. Oh, they are. Yes, late July, I think, or no, late June, early July, uh, Mars, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn and Earth are all going to kind of semi line up to our eye mm. and actually be visible in the night sky mm. to to our naked eyes. Wow, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, to see. it's going to be fun. Yeah. So anyway, because it's it's evidence, they remember our wives are excellent at multitasking. They invented it. They did while they were busy doing something else. Exactly. <laughs> Probably something for us. That, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, that makes it easier for them to listen to something and talk at the same time where we are more single focused. I'm in this mode. I'm, I'm watching the football game and the rest of the world doesn't exist right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a he mentions a challenging part for men here that our kids look to us first. And if we ignore our wife, guess what they're going to do? Kind of reinforces what you just said a minute ago. Yeah. Our kids will ignore their mom then. And that becomes really serious because it's sort of like a message that's perceived, well, this must not be important enough for dad to respond. I don't have to respond. And look at how critically important that is for us then to model. So how can we affirm or honor mom as mom as a parent? What are some things we can do? And that's good. Let's look at that. Much of the neglect comes from a conscious choice to disrespect our wives. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I probably should say it differently. Much of this neglect comes not, just a little different word there, <laughs> does not come from a conscious choice to disrespect our wives, but from a passive default mode in which we fail to intentionally honor them. So, I mean, what if each time our wives wanted our attention in front of the children, you know, she took a paper or one of the kitchen towels and threw it at us. That would probably get our attention. That would get my attention. But it's really important that they get our attention, which a classroom technique that was taught years and years ago that I think is, 
I used it in the classroom. I think it has its place in parenting and in, in marriage where you can literally say to, to them, give me your eyes. Focus your eyes right here, right now. Well, if they're going to have to take their eyes off the TV and focus on you, they might be motivated to pause the TV. Do you realize that the TV actually has a pause button? No. <laughs> that must be that little, yeah, it's itty bitty too, and it's right, yeah, well, I'll be darned. Yes. Uh-huh, it Pretty does. sure a, a woman invented that. <laughs> <laughs> well, while she was doing something else. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, and and it, Gary mentioned something else here that's right in uh, the Tom Russell wheelhouse of fame. Awesome. And that's the celebration of success. What a better way to motivate our wives and moms. Absolutely. And so let's look a little bit more at that. That we, we want to celebrate, A, when our children respond. We want to also celebrate our moms, our wives, and that the children do. Because they can feel like a short order cook and in charge of the laundry and keeping the house clean. And we can go, well, yeah, that's really nice that she does that. We think of it, yeah, it's nice that I went in the linen closet and lo and behold, there was a towel there. <laughs> well, I mean, but celebrating, acknowledging that, Scott, is as we acknowledge it, we are celebrating. And we're affirming what she does is of value that has so much to offer but women are still different they are as we've said they are from a different planet (laughs) (laughs) so yeah if you want to make sure that your wife doesn't feel invisible you need to think about active affirmation wives and mothers desire expressed and demonstrated respect so we express it we demonstrate it and as we demonstrate it, we're also teaching our children. And so we can look at how does that impact our sons? They begin to learn how a woman should be treated as they see how we are demonstrating and expressing our affirmation to our wives. And we're celebrating the success of what they've done, as well as what's it teach our daughters? We stop and think about it. Here's our daughters that are beginning to learn and understand how they should be treated by a male or a man. And that example largely will be coming from dad. So, wow, this is good stuff. And then we wonder why, with the divorce rate so high, why so many women choose to stay single. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. saw what didn't work, and they're like, I don't want anything to do with that. And they're capable of what... Uh, this is probably not a clinical term. It's probably more a Tom term. A Tomism? <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. That they can develop man issues. Uh-huh. That men are just not something to reckon with. Or they're, they're just not, they're all no good. I mean, it's kind of like the attitude that they take. Now, what about uh, what about your mom? Were there any, if I remember right, they were called Margaretisms? Yes. Yes. They they were so much fun. And in fact, when my mom passed away, one of the ways we grieved the loss with our children was we made a list of her Margaretisms. So today now they're called, I don't know what this means, Scott, but they're called Tomisms. Oh boy. They're, they're getting, that I, I, means the apple didn't fall very far from the tree <laughs> is what that means. <laughs> That's right. Uh, better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. 
There you go. As you see, I brought in you, my pullover. That's right. You brought it in. You didn't need it because I had the space heater on before you got here. <laughs> that was very nice. <laughs> that's right. But out in the Jeep, when I'm thinking about bringing it in, guess what was ringing through my mind? A margaritism. That's right. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. See, that, that sounds like my grandmother, my mom's mom uh-huh. more than anything. My mom was, she was, she's an expert at small talk. Okay. She uh-huh. just, she can small talk with anybody, anywhere, and that I, that gene skipped me. <laughs> my sister got it. My mom has it. Not me. I can't small talk to save my life. And you're on the radio. I know. I hope you do some small talking. No, I plan everything I say. I plan. Okay. It's not all written out word for word, but I. It's all written out. I. Uh, yeah. That I think that's why concerts right. like doing MC stuff is so mm-hmm. hard for me because uh-huh. I can't do the small talky stuff. Y- you know. Yeah. It's it it's hard. I guess I'm so focused on what I'm my work on the work side of what I am doing, right? The, the production you, of it. And wait a minute, like, you want me to do what? And yeah. I strip a gear. Yeah. Oh yes. I don't know. So another one that this one irritated me growing up. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I I was so fumed at this, and now today I'm thinking, she might have been right. <laughs> <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. I did not want to hear that growing up. Oh, no. I didn't want a way. I was perfectly okay with not doing it. <laughs> Whatever it was, I didn't want to do it. And I hear, well, there's a will, there's a way. Uh-huh, right. Well, also now in the, this recovery period that I've been going through with my hip, I have actually thought about that. Where there's a will, there's a way. And I'm going to find that way. And I would wonder what my children would say if they ever heard that term. Out <laughs> Did you ever use it on them? Probably. They would probably, oh, Dad, let me tell you. <laughs> I didn't like it any better than you did. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, we've got to get those kids in this studio. Yeah. We've uh-huh. got to. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. All right. So <sighs> as we get ready for Mother's Day, and maybe this just kind of sparks some things you can do to honor mom on mother's day when it comes here in a couple of weeks and um sometimes though there are conversations that need to be had because maybe the relationship with mom wasn't that good right um sitting down with a christian counselor to help sort that stuff out to maybe rekindle that relationship can be a beneficial thing how can they get a hold of tom to chat Oh, master of the airwaves. Oh, my. <laughs> well, king of the cranium, what do you think? I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. 